What you're about to hear is a conversation with uh, one of my classmates going over the NFL draft. Uh, it's a week away from the draft, so mock draft 2.0 is here. Uh, dive into the top 10 and pick 11 with the Giants. Nick, unfortunately, couldn't make it today. Scheduling conflicts. Hopefully, we're going to get him next week for draft day. I tease that at the very, very end. But, uh, yeah, some NFL draft content as uh, we get closer and closer to see what the Jets, Giants, and the rest of the NFL does in the NFL draft. So sit back and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! With the NFL draft one week away, it's it's insane. It sneaks up on me every single year, the draft. I got uh, my classmate. We actually had class this week, so we're recording a little late um, and getting after it. But second dr- grind hours mock draft, um, and I got Carlos Ortiz on the line. And Carlos, um, outside of the number one pick, which – I do want to talk about the number one pick, but only for things off the field and not even pro day related. Um, let's just dive right into uh, Trevor Lawrence's comments or the, the comments made about Trevor Lawrence in an SI piece about two weeks ago where it says he doesn't really have a chip on his shoulder. He's not really an all-in football guy. Yeah. That's – I don't want to say the Jets dodged a bullet in Trevor Lawrence because, I mean, you look at the man on the field, he's been the best quarterback for two years since he was a freshman at Clemson. He looks like he can be Andrew Luck for seasons to come for the next 10 years, hopefully. So his talent's going to be there. But could you imagine the media circus that would be going on if the Jets have the number one pick, and then that SI article comes out, and it's like, we tanked this, we tanked this season, we fired Gase, and now look, we got a guy who who wants to pick daffodils on the field and play with unicorns instead of actually study the playbook. Like, yeah, could you imagine? Seriously. Yeah, I, I think this would be such a huge story if the Jets were in the position that the Jaguars and I think for Lawrence's case and his sanity, he is so lucky that he is going to and at the NFL outpost outpost known as Jacksonville. If this was a major media market, I think his comments would be torn to shred. I think unfairly too. I don't, you know, I understand why people think nothing burger. I I think a little bit. It is, I, you know what it is. The, The kid's damn good. And I think he knows he's that good. And I'm not going to kill football players for having outside interests and personality. I'm not either. But when it comes to, it's not like your, you know, borderline first round pick. You might go in the second round. You're the number one overall pick. We know you're good. You've been to the college football championship three times in your NFL or in your college career. We know you're good. We know you're talented. We want our number one picks to be Peyton Manning, to be Tom Brady, to be Eli. If he's Eli Manning, he has a good career. 
Yeah, I mean, and, you and just want the guy to be all in. I mean, yeah, I, I, and I think all three of those guys. You're right. They were all in. They were all football. They wanted to get better, and not to say that Lawrence won't get better, but those comments where it's like he could walk away, you know, tomorrow and be perfectly okay with that. That's not what you want. If, if you ask the Colts. Is that what they wanted with Andrew Luck? I can guarantee you some people say no, even though they wish him the best in retirement. You don't want this guy, you know, six, seven years down the road just to say, all right, that's enough for me. I'm going to go be, be, you know, an artist in France. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he better be an artist on the field uh, for, for Jacksonville's sake. Uh, you know what? I, I, all I'm reading it is, is, to me, it's a big nothing burger. But you know what? If you're Jacksonville – Treat it like you got a six-year window with this kid. You know, build around. This is going to be a, a courtship. And if he winds up bailing, you know what? You're back in the same position where you need, you're you going to have a worse enough record to draft his successor. So uh, good luck to both parties. For my sanity as a Jet fan, I'm happy that we're going in a different direction. Um, I would love to have this guy. I would love to. Again, this could, 10 years from now, we could look at this and go, hey, that was a giant nothing burger. He, you know, it was just thrown out to, to potentially get Jacksonville stench off of him, and he really wants to play for the Jets or whatever. Um, yeah, and if you're the Jets, you're running to take him. This is, these comments are not scaring anybody from taking this kid. No. So moving to the Jets, um, with the Darnold trade, my thoughts on it, we, you and I, Carlos, have went, went, had a whole podcast about that. Yep. Um, it's now looks like Zach Wilson is the quarterback of the future for the New York Jets. And the question that I have for you, because we kind of touched on it in the last pod, why not Justin Fields? You know what? I, I've been going back and forth on this because I've actually, you know, and we talked about it on your last uh, show when I was a guest on uh, I'm not a big Ohio state quarterback guy, but I'm starting to kind of turn the corner on fields a little bit. It's just the way I, where I originally saw him going. Now I think he can go higher, but I still think for the jets, they just seem to be as Dave Gettleman said, full bloom love with Zach Wilson. I don't think that there's anything that uh, fields can do right now to get himself into that number two spot. Um, I wouldn't be mad if the Jets surprised everybody and went with Fields. I, 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 think, I think Wilson's the guy. I think Wilson's the guy because – but, again, this could all be a smokescreen and they're head over heels for Justin – or for um, for Fields and take Fields with the number two pick and leave San Francisco with Wilson. I think San Francisco is going Fields at three. Um Again, I hope the Jets take him at two, but I think the Jets are going to lean with with uh, Zach Wilson. They've been open about it. The, the Jets were one of like four teams at his pro day. Um, Zach Wilson seems like he likes the the brass with the, with the Jets. So it, it's a marriage for for Joe Douglas, and he's going to be pinned to Zach Wilson. But for again, San Francisco, I think Justin Fields is the number three overall pick. He's going out to San Fran with that electrifying offense. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does with guys like Brandon Ayuk and um, George Kittle. And George Kittle, that that offense is going to be 
insane next year. I don't know if they're a playoff team, but it's kind of, if putting fields in that offense is kind of like Kyler Murray last year, where it's a good fantasy yeah. season. Good pull. It's not, um, it's not really good on the field. Where do you see San Francisco going at three? So I, I'm in lockstep with you so far in one, two, and three. I think Justin Fields is the guy that they should take. I don't think they're going to take him, and that would be a huge mistake. You think they're going Lance? I actually think – I don't know why. I have a sneaky suspicion they really do like Alabama's Mac Jones, and to me this wow. would be the shocker of the draft. I hate those rumors, but there's something about Kyle Shanahan – that he wants to prove that he's the smartest guy in the room. I don't know if it was Sean McVay envy from a couple of years ago, but ever since the, the Super Bowl, he wants to be the guy. Yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. It, it's it's weird. I think Fields is a no brainer here. Um, Mac Jones to me, I, I don't even I don't even think he's the top a top five quarterback in this draft. For so him to go number three, I think that'd be a big I mistake. Think I think, but five, I think the San Fran would look there. The, the, the reason why I'm not so sold on Mac Jones here for them is it looks like they want to go in a different direction with the quarterback and drafting Mac think. Jones is like drafting, drafting Jimmy G 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and you're not going to really save that much. You'd save money because San Francisco gave, uh, gave Jimmy G a Mac truck when he played two games for him a couple of years ago at, Four, Atlanta. I think this is where um, we're penning. I think it's. I I think it's. I want to say Sewell because I I think that's the smart pick, but I really think they're going to go uh, Devonta Smith out of Alabama. Really, they're just going to get. I think they're going to go. Screw it. Let's just overload on offense and. And go with um, Devonta Smith. I I like Devonte Smith as a player. Um, I, I'm actually hoping as a Giants fan he falls a bit. I'll get there in no a little shot. bit. No shot. But um, I think he's a little too slender in the frame for me to say that he's the fourth best quarterback. I'm sorry, fourth best positional player in in the draft. Atlanta's at a crossroads. It, it, they're I think they're in probably out of the top five teams. They're in the worst position because. They have to plan for the short term and the long term at the same time. You know, what are they going to do with Matt Ryan? Julio Jones is up there in years. The defense is atrocious. Uh, Also, I don't envy them because no matter what Atlanta does this year, I think they're just going to be right here in the top five next year because if they take Matt Ryan's predecessor, they're going to lose games, you know, 40 to 20. You know, they'll score, but they'll give up a lot more. If they go with a skill position guy, they're still going to lose games, but probably 40 to 35. So I, I don't think <laughs> Atlanta's really in a good spot. With that said, the ideal situation for me, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm trading down. I'm, okay. I'm going to hope that one of those top three quarterbacks is there. And you get a team like Denver or New England that is thirsty for a quarterback to trade up with you. Cause you really need to build the defensive side of that ball and Atlanta could use a lot of help with extra draft capital to go there. So if in an ideal world, you trade down, if not, you can't find anybody or those top three quarterbacks we think will go one, two, three. Then to me, the no brainer is Kyle Pitts, a tight end from Florida. I think he is 
if not the top, he's one of the two best prospects in this draft. He's unguardable. I see a lot of Rob Gronkowski in his prime and Kyle Pitts. I like That's this it. kid a lot. I think he'd be a good fit. And I know that they have, you know, a tight end already there, but yeah. that will be a better duo than John o. Smith and, and Hunter Henry out in New England. Kyle Pitts is the pick here. I, the only thing with Pitts, and I, I do have him going in the top 10, but the thing with the Gronk comps, you realize how good Rob Gronkowski was in his prime? That's yeah. the best tight end of all time. I'm not – slow your roll. And especially if Atlanta does go Pitts, it's going to get Antonio Gonzalez or um, Tony Gonzalez uh, comparisons in Atlanta. You I think right the, so. So that's big shoes to fill in Atlanta. Before we get to the back half of the top five, let's take a quick break back after this. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. Brainer here, Penny O'Sul. Um, get Joe Burrow some help on the offensive line. I agree. It's, I mean, just go back to last year. He was figuring it out, and then he got blasted because his O line sucked. And get, the only way Cincinnati wins more games is if Joe Burrow was the quarterback of Cincinnati. Um, and I think Atlanta should, could follow in their footsteps too two and draft Sewell there and just you know they're going to go through it similarly similarly to what Cincinnati is going through right now get that offensive lineman early in the rebuild and just start from the lineup but Sewell at five for me who do you have at six for Miami well for Miami if it if Sewell for whatever reason doesn't go to the uh Bengals which I agree with you I think that's the pick there um then that would leave the other person that I think is probably the best positional player available at this time after Kyle Pitts. And that's Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase from LSU will give Tua Tagovailoa a lot of help in that receiver core. And that's now all of a sudden the Dolphins have an offense that I don't want to say prolific, but they're going to be able to score some points. And I like what uh, Brian Flores. If, you, uh, if Tua can get on the ball. Maybe. Yeah, if Tua can get on the ball, though, I, I agree with you. Um, I would love for Devonta Smith to fall to six so it could be an Alabama connection in the NFL. But Jamar Chase is the pick here. It's no question. For Detroit, this is probably the hardest for me to go, and I have Patrick Sertain out of Alabama going at six. Uh, they've had a problem at corner probably since you and I were born <laughs> <laughs> that they still have not been able to fix. 
Sertain to me is the best corner in the draft. And the only way they're going to win is if they get one or two stops a game because they have that off that type of offense, even without Galladay to just put up points. That's what they're, that's what they're building their offense around is just, we're trying to outscore you, which is, I mean, pretty much any offense in the NFL now or any team in the NFL now is we're going to try to outscore you and maybe get lucky. Um, Part of the way that you get lucky is you get a really good corner to shut down the opposing team's number one receiver. What say you uh, with Detroit? So for me, I, I like I don't like I, I don't hate the pick. I think it makes sense. But for Detroit, what I think is going to happen is they're going to look to get somebody to take Galladay's position. And this is where I see Devontae Smith going. Okay. Uh, you just you just traded for Goff. And you need some offensive weapons in, around him in order to, to get some type of life into that offense. Detroit has just been one of those teams that is, you know, blah is the word to describe them. They're, they're mediocre at best. Jared Goff, to me, is not a, a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. So you need to give him as much help as possible. And I think Devontae Smith is somebody that can certainly stretch the field and give the Lions fans a base some excitement because what the hell is there to been to cheer about? Uh, you wasted Stafford's career. So I am afraid that they're just going to waste Devontae Smith's career like they did Calvin Johnson. But to me, if he's available, I do like Sertain as a cornerback. I think there's a team in the top 10 that will take him. But if Smith is there, you, you, I think it makes too much sense to grab him. Yeah, I'm moving to Carolina. Uh, this is where I have Kyle Pitts going. I think you just add to that offense with Darnold. You're losing one of your great pass catchers and DJ Moore. He went to uh, Washington. So replacing his production on the outside with a little bit of production on the inside in between the lines going vertically down the field. I think Pitts is there for Darnold. Um, and, you know, I think it's a treat because – if Pitts falls to Carolina, how do you guard that offense? You got yeah. Robbie Anderson over the top. You got Pitts in the in the intermediate five to twelve range, and then you got to worry about McCaffrey out of the backfield. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for me as a football fan and as a Darnold fan, that's where I hope Pitts falls. He probably won't because he's that good. I agree. But just given teams' needs, and I don't think Atlanta is going to lean, hey, we need a tight end for Matt Ryan to throw to for a year and a half compared to, you know, Carolina needing somebody that they can prove Darnold is worth the capital that they, they gave up for him. For sure. If you're a Panthers fan, then, you know, you want this from Joe Leo's lips to God ears, because if Kyle Pitts is there, you don't walk, you run to pick up Kyle Pitts at this position. I think that would be the steal of the first round. If he falls out low, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Pitts is that good. Um, you mentioned it earlier with Detroit where yeah, that was the hardest team to figure out in the top 10 to me, Carolina is my hardest because I think just because they got Darnold doesn't mean that they're sold on quarterback. I think 
they could still look to upgrade that position if they feel like Darnold may not be the long-term solution, which would be so silly. That would be uh, this. Whoever's running the team in Carolina should be fired for malpractice if they give up a second and a fourth for Darnold and then draft the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen. I if if it's me, I, I'm I'm all in on Darnold. I'm gonna see what he's got and just hope that I can fix whatever the Jets broke. But I, the Carolina's not really in a great position to me either. You know, this is maybe a position. This might be a team that if you're looking for that next tier of quarterbacks, that Carolina could be a trading partner. Well, they'll they'll go down and get some extra picks, maybe recoup that second and fourth that they flipped over to the Jets to get Darnold. Um, that would be a smart move if they hold Pat and they stay there. If they are sold on Darnold, then I like Rashawn Slater. He's an offensive tackle from mm-hmm. Northwestern. I, I, I think exactly he'd be a solid pick right there to protect Darnold. Um, but you know what? Again, if I'm going crazy and if for whatever reason they're not in love with Darnold for some reason and they want to create some controversy or competition, this could be a Trey Lance spot. I think both Atlanta and Carolina would be smart to move down. Um, yeah. Just they need more fixes than a top 10 pick can give them. For Denver here, I have them going Trey Lance. You could also see Mac Jones potentially go there. They need a quarterback. I really don't think Drew Locke is the answer simply because Drew Locke can't stay on the field. He's been good. He hasn't been great. He's been good when he's been on the field. But I think you need somebody who you know, and it's been a carousel since Peyton's left, of who's going to be the next guy to fill the shoes. I think Trey Lance is that guy. Yeah, we couldn't be any more lockstep right here. I think Trey Lance is, if he's available, Denver's going to take him. Uh, I'll go a step further than you. Uh, Drew Locke is done. I just, I, I, they, it wasn't that they broke this kid. It's just what a fall from grace. I remember when Drew Locke was potentially a number one pick coming out of college, but then going in for his extra year of college, I think the flaw started to, to surface. And the more I look at Locke, the less I like about his game. Denver needs some help you know, all around that team, but they're not so far off that a, a, a quarterback that can come in would be able to kind of mask some of their weaknesses. Trey Lance, if he's available here, you take him, you let Locke start the season, kind of be the battering ram, so to speak, for the first half. And then you you, you, you put in the kid week nine and, and let him finish out, see what Lance, see what Lance can do, if he could pick up the playbook. I, I think Denver's moving on from Drew Locke, no matter what. I think Drew Locke is going to take a similar right, route that uh, the heist Brock Osweiler took. He's going to be the next quarterback for the, the, the Houston Texans. For I, sure. <laughs> I think that's Drew Locke's uh, destiny. Ten. I have uh, Trayvon Morig, the safety from, I believe, TCU. Wow. Uh, I forget where he went to school. Let me just uh, – yeah, TCU. So Dallas needs secondary help. If they had any secondary help at all last year, it would have been <laughs> in better uh, waters than they were in. They just – they were the 
definition of a Big 12 team last year where they could run up a lot of yards and a lot of points, but they couldn't stop anybody. And getting Morig, who, if you look at him on tape, I mean, the dude is a beast. He is he is Jamal Adams light. And that's exactly what Dallas needs. And I think this is the smartest play for Jerry Jones to plug Morig uh, into Jerry's world on Sundays. It's a bit surprising for me. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think safety is one of those undervalued positions, kind of like they're the defensive running back, so to speak, where you expect a lot out of them, but you don't play, you don't pay a premium. And I think a top 10 pick on a safety is they a did bit it with Elliot. They did. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not comparing Zeke to Morig. They're not comparable on either side of the ball, but they already did that with Zeke. They spent a premium pick, the fourth pick in the draft on Zeke. I, I think with a guy like this, again, he's Jamal Adams light. The Cowboys were in on Jamal Adams when the Jets were shopping him around. So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised the Cowboys didn't uh, didn't uh, jump into that water more to get Jamal Adams. I thought he would have been a good fit there. Um, I agree that I do think that Dallas is going to be the team that uh, looks defensively because my first nine picks are all offensive guys if the board shakes out the way that I think it's going to shake. Um, but I'm going not on safety. To me, it's cornerback here. And that's just a matter of who. Because you had Patrick Sertain going earlier. I think Patrick Sertain will be there for the Cowboys. And if he's there, that's the pick. If I were running the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that, that if, sucks for the NFC East. But Yeah, no, it would, it would suck for them. But you know what? I'm not the one running the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is the guy running the Cowboys. And this is where I would think that there's always a team that reaches for some reason every year in a draft. While I think Sertain should be the pick, I wouldn't be surprised if they also look at J.C. Horn from South Carolina. See, Sertain is a shutdown corner, and I think he's the consensus number one cornerback. But Horn is a really big physical cornerback who has a lot of confidence, and I, that's the type of player that I could see Jerry Jones just, just like for whatever reason. If they went Horn over Sertain, I think that's a bad move, but that the cornerback position is what Dallas is going to take. Yeah, it's like uh, Al Davis for years loved small, speedy receivers. Yeah, and would just fall in love over with, with, with speed. Uh, eleven, and we're gonna stop here with eleven with your Giants. I'll let you go first because you teased at the end of the podcast last time who the Giants should take. Who do you think they should take, and who do you think they will take uh, at eleven? The, the Giants, they should. They should take a quitty pay from um, Michigan. You need an edge pass rusher that was your number one or number two need for this offseason. They addressed the other big need with Kenny Galladay. That's the pick that I would go. I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I'm 50-50 on what the Giants are going to do. Part of me strongly believes that they're going to trade down. They're going to trade down if quitty pay is available you know, in like the 15, 16 range and let a team jump up and get, you know, a receiver like Jalen Waddle, then I see the Giants making that move. If they trade down further, then a guy like Gregory Rousseau from Miami is someone they can uh, target as well. He's very, very interesting option. He's young. He's very raw, but he has a high ceiling. He also has some risk. 
uh, that I'm not necessarily in love with for a, a pass rusher. But I think and I hope that they would take Quiddy Pay. But Jalen Waddle would also be a pick that would not surprise me. Just because you signed Galladay doesn't necessarily mean you trust him to play 17 games in an NFL season. Maybe you load up on that position. You have Waddle there as well. Then all of a sudden you have an offense that's not just good. They're damn good if they have Waddle with all those other pieces. I'm going to go defense too, and I'm going to go linebacker. Actually, I'm going to go the best linebacker in the draft to me, and that's uh, Mika Parsons out of Penn State. He does add some edge pass rushing ability, but he can also drop back a little bit in zone. And every team in the NFL needs linebackers. They're, to me, like running backs, where they're ju- it's just a revolving door. There's a bunch of people who can play linebacker in the NFL. It's just a matter of who's healthy this week. And getting a guy on a rookie contract like Parsons who can be an anchor to that defense as you go along with this rebuild. And it, he does add a sneaky bit of, of pass rushing ability. I think it's a no brainer for the giants, but uh, I think that's a good place to end. Uh, again, NFL draft a week away. I will have an NFL draft special on draft day. It'll go up, uh, the morning before the draft. So be on the lookout for that. But until that point, uh, stepping on a le- stepping on Carlos a little bit here, I'll roll out the red carpet for you, Carlos. Again, tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you and all that good stuff. You can find me on all your favorite streaming services very soon. We actually have uh, the Carlos with a K show premiere episode dropping within the next week or two. So be on the lookout for that. I will tweet that out. Um, for sure, whenever that goes live, I cannot wait to listen to that. Um, I remember when you first started, started the idea of a podcast and I can't, I can't wait to see what you got cooking up. Carlos, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for doing this. I'll talk to you soon and be easy. All right, brother. My man, I'm on anytime you need. On this side of the coin, not the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. I got an NBA piece in the works that should be out sometime early next week uh, as we get into to things. Um, probably when, Tuesday, Wednesday range. Um, be on the lookout on, on my Twitter for that, or just go over there and follow the blog right now. And of course, this podcast. If you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. Download the show. It means more than you know. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. And, uh, yeah, I, NFL Draft, again, a week away. Sports feels like it's back again, and it really feels nice as we start to see the light at the end of this pandemic. Uh, I hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy. Uh, have a good weekend. Until next time. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.